Hola and hello friends. Welcome to the Medicine, Marriage and Money podcast, the only podcast for dual physician couples who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together. In this podcast, you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a stronger and more financially savvy relationship with your spouse. And I am your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, and a life coach, Dr. Kate Mangona. Welcome and bienvenidos. It's not a secret that doctors have a hard time creating a professional-looking digital presence. Having a dynamic website, ranking in Google, or growing your volume of patient reviews are not easy tasks. We're too busy to figure it out on our own. Over the last 20 years, Advice Media has developed the pyramid of success to help physicians do just this. Do you want to attract more patients, generate more calls and emails, enhance brand awareness, protect your online reputation? Schedule a demo with Advice Media to learn how. On top of that, receive a $60 Amazon gift card just for chatting with them. Three in five patients will choose one provider over another because of a strong online presence. Are you making sure you're the one who stands out? Don't delay booking your demo today. Go to drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash advice media. That's drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash advice media. And now today you guys are in for a real treat. Please help me welcome our guest on today's show of medicine, marriage, and money. The one and only, my one and only mother, Sylvia Mooring. Sylvia is a lifelong elementary school teacher, the most patient doctor's wife I have ever met, the supportive mother of me and Nana to my three girls. And if you've ever had the pleasure of meeting her, you know she has the biggest heart of any anyone in the entire world. And right now she's cuddling with our newest addition, baby Isla, only 11 days old. So please welcome Sylvia Mori. Well, thanks for coming on my show today, mom. Well, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> so I just kind of sprung this on her last minute. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to see how it goes. So t- tell me a little bit about you, mom. Where, where are you in life right now? I have a husband in, that lives in two different states with me, Kansas and Missouri. And retired. So you're both retired now? Both or are you re- still working? My husband is retired and I still teach one day a week and volunteer one day a week at my favorite school in Kansas. <laughs> And so tell, tell us a little bit about um, your definition of marital interdependence. What does that mean to you? In other words, like what makes, to me, marital interdependence means a successful marriage where you're not dependent and you're not independent of one another. So what, what does that mean to you? Um, well, my husband lets me do whatever I want. He's retired and he would love to spend more time traveling to and from the lake. He gives me the opportunity to pick two days a week to work at a school that I love being. He supports me in whatever I do. Mm-hmm. And um, then he, we get to do things together. But um, that's worked out really well. And I get to visit my grandkids, my daughter, and my son-in-law. Exactly. Yes. You guys might be hearing the cooing baby Isla right now. So tell tell me about the first time you met my dad. It was a blind date. I was in college, went to an all-women's university, Texas Women's. I met my husband um, 
at Texas A&M where my brothers and my sister went. It was a blind date. And four and a half years later, we kept in contact, dated, and we soon got married. <laughs> so was it love at first sight? Well, it was. he was very different. He wasn't like anybody I'd ever met. He loved to listen. He hardly talked, which today is so different. He talks all the time. I can hardly get a word in. So, so what was it? So what was it about the, uh, what was it about him that made you fall in love? He was, he was, he was nothing like anyone I had ever met before. He wanted, he liked to do a lot of different things and he like what go biking, go walking. He didn't like to dance, but he would try just like I would. <laughs> and, um, we just did a lot of walking and we visited my brothers in college and we just, I think one time I was, te well, I was teaching in Austin, Texas and he was still at A&M. So I came down with some cookies and after that he started wanting to see me more often <laughs> and he doesn't even like raisin, raisins and cookies, but he said he loved them. Oh, okay. And tell, tell me about that one time where he was chased out of the house with a pair of scissors. He came to visit me when I was teaching in Austin for spring break. I said, you know, I'm brought, I invited my mother, my grandmother from South Texas up for a week. She was so excited. And then she didn't know what I didn't know that George was going to pop in for the week and visit us. So I said, you know what, we need to go back to college and I'll just be here with my grandmother. And he said, oh, no, I love your grandmother. We'll be friends. So he slept underneath the dining room table. She slept on the sofa and I slept in my bed because she didn't want my bed. Well, I went away to school the next day to go do something I had to do. And she picked up a pair of scissors and went after him and said, vete, vete, which means get out of here. So he left and went to a local library and he uh, studied. And then I met him after school and he told me what happened. And he, I said, that, that means you need to leave. He says, no, I want to stay. I said, no, you need to go. So finally he got in his car and drove away. And why did he choose under the dining room table as his location to sleep? Because that way um, he could, <laughs> well, that, maybe that's where she also said would be a good idea oh if he goodness. was going to stay. Okay. Okay. And then he still, you guys still saw each other after that. Yeah. We, we still continued dating for many years after that. Mm -hmm. And he tells that story to everybody he meets. He loves that story. He loves challenges. And so what was he doing when you guys met when you were first married? You were a teacher and what, what was he? He was a, uh, working on his master's in avian physiology for two years mm -hmm. beyond his five-year a degree of poultry science at A&M. And then we moved to Missouri for a few months. He was going to do an assistantship in physiology, found out that that was not what he wanted to do. Didn't want to work in a laboratory for the rest of his life. We drove to, from Columbia, Missouri, we drove to Kansas city. He was, a, he applied for a job at a job fair and he became a poultry specialist in Iowa. So when was it he decided he wanted to go to medical school? 
Uh, then we moved to Minnesota, and after five years of working with turkeys, he decided he wanted to work with people, not animals. So he applied to medical school. And how did you feel about that? That was fine. Whatever he wanted to do, I supported him, because whatever I wanted to do, he supported me. So everywhere we went, I I subbed for a few months, and then I got a job. So was that like a big life change, him going to med school in the the money part of it as well? That's right. It worked out because he always lived an hour away from us for about 100 to $200 a month. We converted our home into a up and downstairs split foyer. Well, it was. We finished the basement, either lived up or down for five years, and that's how he paid our rent. And he paid us one or two hundred dollars a month to live off campus. And so you had people who lived downstairs or upstairs. Okay. Okay. And so you paid your rent and and this was in a house you owned? We owned the home. Okay. And it was cheaper for me to keep my job and work full time in Faribault, Minnesota, and him to live in St. Paul, Minnesota. So we just it made we made it work. I take I take uh, up supplies and we celebrate holidays together up there or in our home or went to see relatives. And how old was I the whole time you guys lived apart? You lived, um, let's see, your dad entered medical school and then we went, by the time we moved away, you were four. So four years? Well, three years in Faribault without your father and then he moved one year to Dallas for mm -hmm. an internship. So five years or, or four? Three or five to five years. Correct. Four years? Four years you, you lived apart. Okay. How was that? How, how did you, was that challenging? Well, I guess I never thought about it. I just did it. I just kind of, my mother did come and live with us for six months when Kate was born. And that worked out really well. I was able to go back to work after six weeks. And um, yeah, it worked out. George would come home weekends and he would hold Kate and put her to bed. And uh, it just, it actually, it just happened. So it wasn't hard? I don't think so. And I know some teachers at school would say, why are you shoveling snow? I said, because I got to get to school. Hmm. I must have been a really good toddler or something. <laughs> I well, I remember you. I, did you, I not throw any tantrums? You did have a timeout. And we lived kind of close to your godmother, and which is your mother, your grandmother, and Lois and Beanie, who mm -hmm. lived local, lived locally in Faribault, and they, they were very good to us. They were a very good family. Yeah, but you did live in timeout every now and then, Kate. Okay. So, what was the hardest thing that you had to overcome as a physician's wife? If it wasn't the distance at first when he was in school and internship, what do you think was the most challenging thing? Well, when we finally got together to live together. It was in residence in his, when he was during, in residency. During his residency, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was difficult because I was always making all my own decisions. And Oh, for the prior, yeah, five years. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so when you get together, you got to start to learn to compromise again. And that was very <laughs> challenging. So what was it? What, what, what were the kind of issues you had to compromise on? Well, I guess he liked to do things his way. I like to do things my way. Mm -hmm. so like we, which things? Um... I don't know. I just, I guess I'm deciding uh, where to put, uh, where, what to get for, for groceries. Cause okay. I pretty much had food. Okay. Food. Food's a big thing. Yeah. You have to eat multiple times a day. 
And then uh, he loved to go for walks, and so did I. So that worked out because you lived in the stroller for many years, Kate. Mm -hmm. That way we knew where you were. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I guess it was just, I don't know what it was, but I just remember it being challenging, that just getting together again the first year. Yeah. So if you could, yeah, if you could uh, give any advice to, to people, other couples who have to live apart due to training and then move back in together and they find, you know, that um, compromising, a little bit challenging, what kind of advice would you give to them? Um, I would say just be very good listeners to each other. And if you have to correct each other, try to do it away from Kate so then she wouldn't come back and say things. <laughs> Kate, meaning your children. Your children, yeah. So we would kind of like, he, if he didn't like what I was doing, I didn't like what he was doing, then we would talk about it on our own separately. You know, like when you're in a classroom, if you need to talk to somebody, you pull them out and you talk to them and decide what needs to be done. And then you go back in and you do it. Ah, okay. Okay. And let's, uh, let, did you have any, any rituals, daily, monthly rituals that kind of set you up for success as a teacher, as a physician's wife, and as a mom, anything that you just kind of do that helps you out in your daily life? Well, I was very fortunate that I had Kate in a really nice, uh, school preschool and school. So she was, she did have good daycare before and after school. And so that helped me get all my work done at school. So when I'd come home, I would mm. be with Kate and her father. Okay. So good childcare. Good childcare. Was your daily ritual taking you to and from, <laughs> to and from uh, the home daycare. And, I was and then later to school. Okay. And then I had a good daycare afterwards. And, uh, that really worked out. Then I could, after Kate was in bed, then I could go back to my schoolwork, finish all that, and then go to bed. Okay. And your dad could do his studying. He had a lot to study, as Kate well knows as a doctor, in training. So any any other advice you have for for physicians, wife, for physic any any spouses spouses out there who may be physicians themselves or not but are married to other physicians hmm. because you were full-time working for how many years about 23 years 23 years you guys were both full-time and i have substituted teaching for about 23 years mm -hmm. so i like doing what i'm doing and as long as you keep busy and you're happy in what you're doing, you should continue doing it. And he's just didn't, been there for me to do that. So how did you decide to go from a full-time teacher, 23, 23 years of that, to substituting for, you know, another 23 years? I wanted to do things with Kate. I never did things when she was little. So when Kate was entered middle school, that's when I decided I was going to continue to just teach but substitute, pick my days, do things that get involved in Kate's middle school, mm -hmm. do things with Kate in high school. So I was able to do what I wanted to do because your dad said, do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because when you were full-time, you were pretty much always at school or grading papers or working on projects. Yeah, I never was able to get involved. I would send things to school. Mm -hmm. Okay. So would you uh, recommend people, if they can, 
maybe maybe try and cut back or reevaluate what's most most important in life and figure out if you can uh, handle right going cutting back on some of your work hours right and how that to make was, that work for you that worked really well I was happier because I was able to do more things with my own daughter as compared to working full time and coming home and spending just a little time with her. Mm-hmm. And what was, uh, was bedtime routine easy for you guys? Um, Did I go to sleep when you told me to go to sleep? I, pr- I think pretty much we read books every night. We walked, tried to walk every day and after school and we, we ate our dinner and then we took a bath and you read and books. You oh loved gosh. to read many books, many, 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 many books. Okay. But then you'd fall asleep. And I ate what you told me to eat. Oh, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure, but I pretty much gave you what you wanted. (laughs) All the struggles I have now, I feel like were not existent when I was a child. Maybe, maybe they're just things you don't remember. You don't take with you the, the most challenging parts. I don't know. Or you just chose not to. I don't remember remember those. I don't remember a lot of things growing (laughs) up. And, And if you consider having a child, I don't remember. All I know is we made it. We made it through. We made it through. Okay, well, let's transition a little bit to, um, you know, the financial aspect of things. How did you guys survive on a, you know, you were a teacher's salary going to a ha- medical school and then um, living on that for four years? Um, did he take out loans or did he get money from family? No, he took totally from the government mm-hmm. and whatever... Um, Took out student loans. Took out student loans. And I worked full time and by renting out. Oh, yeah. Right. Your rentals. Okay. We were able to make all our bills. And then how many years later did you pay off those student loans? I don't know. It took us five to, I don't remember. All I know is we were done about the time you were ready to go to school. And so we said, Kate. Yeah. I was like in high school, I think, when they were paid off. Yep. And then we said, Kate, we just finished paying off his student loans. You're going to get a government loan. That way you can pay off your own loan and we can retire one of these days. <laughs> yeah. So I took out loans for meds for all of my school, all of my school. Okay. And then, so how did you handle your money together? Who did the bills? Who? Uh, once your dad entered medical school, I took care of the bills. Okay. After that, I was in in charge. So you're, st- and you're still in charge. And I'm still in charge. And now when <laughs> I'm with you visiting, your dad has now taken over that responsibility, which is great. How many years later? 40, <laughs> 45 years later? 45 years later. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He, when you were born, Kate, I took over. So mm-hmm. about 36 years ago, I started taking over the, the bill. No, I guess in medical school. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Long time ago. <laughs> and then, so do you keep all of your money together in one account? It's all mutual money? I have, yes, we have. Well, we have uh, my substitute money. Mm-hmm. Teaching has always gone in one account because that's the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I have all, uh, all. His and that's ma- for you? That's for me. I don't. Okay. And, um, and then our money together. We have our together accounts. And you're okay when he spends money on um, rocks and and docks and stuff like that for the lake house and and what and whatever makes your dad happy makes me happy okay as he says whatever makes sylvia happy makes him happy. so what makes you happy 
I like to see everybody happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, you, what, what did that spends money? What do you spend money on that brings you joy? Groceries. Okay. <laughs> Food. And, and good shoes. Food. And I think I'll add books. You buy lots oh, I, of books for my three girls. I love, I can't go into a library without buying it. Every lot time. Of books, or, a, or a bookstore. Yeah. Every time she visits us, she brings two large suitcases and one of them is filled with books, <laughs> even though we may not be living in a very large space sometimes, like now when she visits us. I have a very large library at home for Kate when she was growing up, but it's hard moving those books to here. I just like to give Chanel yeah, and Kate. I've always to wondered them. when those books are going to come over here. One of these days you'll get them. Days. Okay. So, what do you think you would say is the smartest uh, financial decision you've ever made in your life? I guess to invest. We've invested, mm -hmm. and that's how we're able to invest. What do you guys invest in? Um, mutual funds. Okay, and you've got a financial no, advisor. You see, we have a financial to help you with that. Yeah, we've had a financial advisor for the last ten or fifteen years. Mm -hmm. And so, what is the best part about being a nana? <gasps> being to now three granddaughters. Uh, being able to try to make them all happy at the same time. <laughs> and how do you think your skills as a uh, as a teacher have helped you? I guess just being, as a mother and a grandmother. I think just being very patient, listening, mm -hmm. let them do what they need to do. If it's safe, then it's okay. And they are sure learning a lot, and they're very smart. Mm -hmm. I think they take after their mom and their dad. And, uh, oh, and, and very, very thankful to have your help here. You've been here for what, three, almost four weeks and have another week and a half to go. That's right. You're welcome to stay longer. <laughs> Come back. We're very, very lucky. Your dad said, whatever makes Kate happy and you happy, if you need to stay, go ahead. So we'll, 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 we'll talk, we'll revisit that. Victor and I are not quite sure what we're going to do when you leave with three kids, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. You're doing very well. Any other big take-home points, Mom, when it comes to either medicine, you know, being a physician's wife? Um, we didn't really talk much about that, about that aspect. You know, was it difficult um, watching him and training, his long hours, anything you had to do differently in your life? I know you were not present there for most of it. Or just even his long hours when I was in elementary school and middle school. Was that just something that was just normal? And well, he he'd have to stay on campus sometimes, so I'd take a few book book a few bags of books, and I'd meet him in the laboratory. He'd do his thing. I'd grade my papers. That was before you were born and mm -hmm. after you were born. So he had things to do. I had things to do, and she so just both kept busy. We, we were very. You busy. weren't just twiddling your thumbs waiting for him to come home. No, I never. I never. <laughs> It worked out one time when you when you had an ear infection, or maybe it was me, and I had to go to the doctor in the middle of the night. And so the the teacher that lived downstairs ran upstairs about two o'clock. She took care of you. It worked out. Mm -hmm. We've always had very good renters. And I went to the doctor, came back, and I was okay. And uh, so whatever happened, somehow we worked through everything. Okay. And anything else in regards to marriage, money, uh, 
teacher skills that we haven't covered or maybe you want to just emphasize one last time for our audience members that they can take home with them just keep a smile on your face what if what if what if you don't want that smile on your face what if you're not because happy? you could get further with kids if you have a smile on your face okay okay and then you kind of take them away from what's going on if it's not working out okay so when it comes to childcare, when it comes to teaching, you just have to be a clown. Have fun. Gotta have fun, and don't take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never take yourself too seriously. Because your dad doesn't, so I shouldn't. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on my show today, Mom. Hey, well, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Remember, Advice Media, don't forget to schedule a demo with them to receive a $60 gift card and strategic insight on what your current online presence is doing or not doing for you. Contact Advice Media at drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash advice media. Again, that's drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash advice media. Now, if you are still here and listening, thank you so much. We had a blast. I totally, I totally. Really just impromptu said, Hey mom, we need to record a podcast. Let's go. And uh, she hung in there. So thank you so much, mom. The most sweetest, patient, calmest, peaceful person that ever existed. My mother. And she has been married. I forgot to tell you this at the beginning since 1976. So huge shout out to my mom. And thank you so much for listening. If you are finding the concepts I teach in this podcast useful and you want more in-depth, personalized support for your relationship, I invite you to reach out to me at medicinemarriageandmoney.com where you can book a free 30-minute consultation with me. If you are a physician, you can join my free Facebook community also called Medicine, Marriage, and Money. I am so excited you joined us today and cannot wait to connect with you again soon. Thanks for leaving us a five-star review and for telling your friends about the podcast. Much love to you and your spouse. You are right where you need to be in this moment, and we can help. Adios, my friends. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional, medical, or financial advice. The opinions provided on this podcast are those of myself or the invited guest alone. They do not represent the opinions of any particular institution. Always seek the advice of your physician or financial advisor with any questions you may have of a medical condition or financial plan. This is for your entertainment only.